Ciao. Ciao. Why call me an infomaniac? That's the way it always goes. You're not an infomaniac. Horror is much more like it. You separated for what reasons? The reasons were private. Have you any reason to believe your wife had relationships with other men? No. Were you jealous of your wife? Excuse me, that's none of your business. I see. What sort of work do you do? I sell insurance. Did you have a policy on your wife by chance? What are you insinuating? Nothing. At the moment, nothing. It's all my fault. I'm unable to forgive myself. Did you kill her? <laughs> of course you're teasing. Well, I feel I am to blame because last night she called me on the phone, you see. And she sounded very distressed. They won't be photographing me. I hate having pictures taken and my hair's such a mess today. Don't worry, they won't be photographing you. Oh, well, I wouldn't want to stand in the way of the investigation, so I, I mean, I'll do anything it's necessary to do. But... Everything is sold. You want to be rid of the furniture? What furniture? In your apartment. So we can buy some new things. It's something we're planning for so long. Oh, sure. That's right. Tell me. Go on. What happened? Well, there was a new
everyone. Whoa. <laughs> Getting worse and worse each week. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, shit. You know what we should do? What's Here, that? I'm going to do this different this time. Okay. Okay. Ciao, everybody. Hola. Wait, that's not a tell. Yeah, you got fucking shit. I couldn't say ciao, too. Well, yeah, you could. It would be a double ciao. Okay. Oh, that's right. They do it in this movie all the time. Yeah. That's true. He's like, ciao. And she's like, ciao. Okay. You ready? (laughs) (laughs) Beginning of the show. Take four. (laughs) Ciao. Ciao. I've done it longer. Oh, no, that was perfect. That's okay. exactly how this show goes. Hello, everybody. It's me, Creep, and... Mr. Phantom Eric, to you. <laughs> and welcome for episode number five of Jalo Chow Chow. And if you do not know this, and you are not a part of a freak show... Uh, there are enough episodes to fill one hand of a normal human being now. So we're we're pretty fucking legit at this point, I think. That's right. We are <clears throat> a palm full of episodes. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> um, each one of the points is a finger. And when I bend That's... the fingers, they make a fist. Or something like that. That's a Gangs of New York reference. Wow. Have we're we not here to talk about circle? gangs of yeah. New York. <laughs> we're here to talk about Giallo. That's this show, yeah, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We're, we're we're doing we're doing the show right now, and today um, the secret word is belly of the black tarantula. That's right. Or mondo cane. No. no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. I've got Wikipedia on the brain right now reading about No, I know, I know. I was uh <laughs> like those are um my uh not my movies, but uh, like a few years back I went through like a giant mondo kick where that's all I did. And What uh, the hell is the matter with you? I don't know. I just I go through subgenres. Yeah. You know, like if we started this show 4 years ago, this could have been called Mondo Chow Chow. Ah, I see. <laughs> and we'd be done with it by now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I kid. Show I love la- it. I kid. I kid. This show would have lasted like a week and a half. So, um, <laughs> <clears throat> But, yeah. So how are you doing, man? Good. Good. Doing all right. Uh, I feel like every time we do a show, I have to do some snow blowing out in the driveway. So I feel like this show brings nothing but bad news to me. But... That's oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, always the optimist. <laughs> you, you, you and Mike Murphy, you guys are Optimus Prime. That's right. I don't look like as much like a curmudgeon in his picture, though. <clears throat> What's well, okay? He said I look like a serial killer in mine. So um, yeah, that's true. We're all we're all good. Um, but yeah, so um, you had to blow your driveway, huh? Yeah, yeah. My knees are still wet from the snow blowing on it, but. Um, yeah, got it all cleared out. Now I'm ready to clear out another docket full of Jello with you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting really good at this, dude, for sure. 
so just so I understand, being from California, not understanding snow blowing, is it like you take a leaf blower out into the driveway and blow the snow off your driveway? Yeah, usually you wait till someone's walking by, <laughs> and you just cover them in the white stuff, and hot they, they go on their way. It's yeah. it's kind of a big it's a big machine. You push it like a push lawnmower. And it's got a chute that sticks oh, out the like top of it. Oh, it shoots the shit out of the back, like uh, yeah. Fargo. Yeah, you've seen Fargo or Grumpy Old Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's totally me. About because an hour and a half ago. Because you can't pick up a shovel and just dig your way out, right? I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> Did a bunch of shit just fall over? <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> My wife's getting the dog excited upstairs. <laughs> okay. Cut that shit out! Oh, I rule the roost around here. <laughs> oh, wow. That was pretty hectic, dude. That was nice. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> well, um, the book is doing pretty good. It sure is. I think I can uh, attest to that, and I think I can give us all the credit as well. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure... <clears throat> that that is the only reason why um, <laughs> they pulled some more cash together. And they're super close to reaching their first goal where they can um, give us a bunch of info. <clears throat> I That's begged right. and pleaded today to get some news, and um, they put the kibosh on me. So, <laughs> um, what do you so, have to do around here? You started a podcast, for Christ's sake. No news is good news, I guess. Yeah, that's um, true. But um, there is an article in the new issue of Diabolique. For those of you who want to get some more info on everything that's going on. And the issue's great. It's got some stuff on Argento. Um, it's got some stuff on Corman. It's got a lot of really cool shit in this issue. Even has some shit on Jen Lynch, which I was kind of shocked to see in there. So, <laughs> pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I always enjoy that magazine when I have a chance to pick it up, but I don't catch it very often. So, that'd be cool to get get a hold of that issue. So, whatever their website is, which I should have already looked up, go there and get it. <laughs> is it like a... Is it it's just a... DiaboliqueMagazine.com Oh, dot .com, it's on a .co.uk? Uh, not the one that I'm thinking of. Okay. Is this a different Diabolique? I don't think so. Okay. There's a Diabolique Magazine, Horror for the Connoisseur, yeah. DiaboliqueMagazine.com There you go. So that's that. Um, also, because I know this is what everyone is waiting for, um... We are extremely close to being able to put out the very first Shallow Jallow episode book thing. Um, the Girl with the Crystal Pubis. In fact, I think it will be out the day we do our next show. That's excellent news. So maybe I could give some of those away. It's like a thingy. Like a contest kind of thing. If you we could, could also, come up with something. Eh, or whatever. I, I think a good good contest prize is maybe a recording of you doing an audiobook version of it. 
Yeah, that's probably a bad idea. But um, I don't know. For some reason, when I do girl voices, they don't sound as sexy. So if I were to say, well, I'll just put this in my mouth, and if you need me to say anything, just pull my hair. That's not going to go over well in my voice. You know what I'm saying? True. Nightmares for weeks. <laughs> so, um, but it's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So that's really cool. And because the show is being recorded, but still somehow horribly interactive, you guys get to pick what our next show is going to be about. And you have until the end of this episode to tell us what you want it to be. Either the case of the bloody iris or four flies on gray velvet. And as of right now, <clears throat> bloody iris is just barely in the lead. Is it? I thought it was running away. Um, it looks like there are three people who voted for it and two people who voted for four flies. But there was someone who left a comment in the thing because they were probably on their phone and couldn't see the poll. Well, that doesn't and, count then. And they voted in the comments for Bloody Iris. That, that's <clears throat> invalid in my book. That's a hanging Chad. <laughs> or I don't know if the guy's name is Chad that wrote it. No, Darren. <clears throat> it's a hanging Darren. So obviously Eric is upset. So, um, <laughs> so you have until the end of the show, people. The end of the recording, because you're probably listening to this show on a different day, right? Yeah. Or is this live? Eh, if I told you it was live, would that make it feel better? It would, actually. Okay, yeah, the show's live, guys. Nice. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I am having a uh, throat. Okay, so anyway. <clears throat> Hang on, guys. Okay, um, I'm, I'm back. Um, Too many unfiltered Italian cigarettes? Uh, yeah, we'll say that. Or <laughs> it's too much of my... <laughs> oh, you just took a swig of some J&B then. No, I can understand. Yeah. So, That'll put hair on your chest. And again, you know, we're still trying to get them as a sponsor. So we love the J&B. So smooth. So smooth. And god damn it, now I'm getting noises on my um, Facebook. So I'm going to just X out of that. So I'll open it up at the end of the show and tell Eric who won. <laughs> seat of my pants. Wait. I hope you're edge up of my seat. seat. Of pants. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, so Black Billy the Tarantula, that, that was a watch, man, right? We conquered it. And you know what? I think we actually got it thrown off of YouTube again. So maybe we should stop putting the movies up that we're watching. <laughs> because whenever we do that, they end up getting taken off of YouTube. Is that my uh, fault? I don't No, I'm not saying it's your fault. But I, I did it with uh, Bird with Crystal Plumage as yeah. well. <clears throat> I put that on the damn website. I did. That was kind of stupid. But I was just really overzealous. I know. I know. That's okay, though. I, th I think just the mad rush of people we sent over to YouTube uh, with our hundreds and hundreds of listeners totally. all going there at the same time probably crashed it or something. You know what, though, dude? We actually have quite a lot of subscribers. 
I believe it. I'm very proud of us right now. And I'm proud of you guys out there for giving a shit. Or we're just the only podcast that's doing these movies, so you're stuck with us. Either (laughs) way. (laughs) I think they're waiting for that next ship to come along in the harbor. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, But, yeah. So, Black Billy the Tarantula. Uh, Do you want to do the... What should we do first? Do we sh- shit? We had this figured out, and I fucked Come it up. Come on, man! It's episode five. <laughs> no, but we have a we have a new thing that we're putting in here. <laughs> That's you know right. what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of should we do that or the trailer first? Uh, we should do the trailer first. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, here is the trailer for. Night, a time for quiet, a time for evil. Behind the door, through the window, a time for terror. A terror that leaves a tiny clue, a pattern of blood. Repeated again and again. And again. Don't make a move. trailer holy man (laughs) all right so um what was really cool is we had um tonight we were actually supposed to have um the guy who put together jalascore.com on to tell us about how his awesome mathematic equation for making jalo amazing um came to be and how it works and all this stuff but um i didn't call him until the very fucking last minute because i just thought i already took care of it and then i realized last night at two o'clock in the morning that i didn't take care of it and all this other shit so i will totally take the sucker for that so he's going to be on the next episode now um and uh but what he did do is he called in and gave us a little spiel um talking about black belly of the tarantula do you have anything else you want to add to that 
No, I just think it's great that um, <clears throat> we're, we're sort of forming this this friendship with, with him, Chris. And uh, over at Jello Score, it's just kind of something we stumbled upon, and now we're uh, almost tackling all these films together. I, he's putting up new films now that uh, we're yeah, covering. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> this one's been up there for a while, though, Black Belly of the Tarantula. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's great to hear from our listeners, and we'd like to hear more more listeners send in these sort of audio clips i think yeah and i was told that um calling in sucks so that's totally (laughs) fine so if you guys want to do like a voice memo on your smartphone maybe or in your podcast studio in your den or garage or basement and then send it to us we could play it on the show is that about right i think that's about uh yeah that about covers it i think Voicemail is dead. I'm calling it. <laughs> As of today. I hate voicemail, man. Voicemail, Lion's Den match. That's how it's going to work out. <laughs> <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um... what's up, guys? It's Chris from Jalloscore.com with a few thoughts about Black Belly of the Tarantula. HorrorReview.com calls it the best Jallo ever made, but I beg to differ. The film scored 72 points, with major deductions for excluding black gloves and using a police inspector instead of an amateur detective. The film follows a bit more closely to the formula of a police procedural than a Jallo. The plot is straightforward, with very little misdirection or twists. But most folks will still consider it a Jallo due to its stylistic approach and dramatic murder set pieces. After two viewings, I found the film to be a bit of a yawn-fest. I didn't care enough about Inspector Tallini to root for him, and the final revelation of the killer seems like an afterthought. On the plus side, Morricone's soundtrack contains some memorable themes, and there's no shortage of eye candy with three Bond girls. So I can't really recommend this one, unless you're a Jalo completist. There are many other Jolly worth seeing before this one. For more info in this film, and many others, check out Jalloscore.com. Thanks, guys. Oh, I don't remember hearing that part in there. <laughs> that is the shit right there. Okay. Yeah. So thank you so much, Chris. That is awesome. And we're going to do our best to totally trash everything you just said with our own view on this film. <laughs> you know what, dude? My view... Uh, I, I don't know. I guess we'll talk about it as we go. But yeah, my view is... Uh, pretty weird on this guy so um do we want to say what chris gave this film as far as a giallo score oh he did on the thing but do you have it written down yeah just as far as the the breakdowns of everything yeah Yeah, the uh, the 72 72 is this our lowest score or was bay of blood our lowest score i believe bay of blood was our lowest score okay and uh yeah i guess the reason i wanted to bring it up again is because four flies on gray velvet was his top-rated Jello on Jello score. <laughs> However, it has been usurped as of today. As I'm send of every- today. I'm going to send everyone to jellascore.com to find out what that film is. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to tell you. No. He calls it the almost perfect Jello film. So, Well, I think the part that makes it not almost perfect is that middle part that just kind of goes on forever and nothing happens. Yeah, That's yeah. I actually, my guess. <laughs> I, I I covered this. I covered this film, so there's a little clue if anyone <clears throat> is listening to a hundred years of horror as well. 
um, doing a little crossover. There's like three people at home going, oh my god, it's Scum of the Earth? How did that even qualify? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Deathbed? <laughs> what? Yeah, so oh, I, I, so I kind cool. of agree with a lot of the points he made in his, makes in his review, so... Um, yeah, so go and check out Yellowscore.com right now to find yeah. out who the new leader is. It's a pretty site. It is. <clears throat> it's pretty. Jello, I should say. <clears throat> it's Jala Alava. Um, My dog's barking. Hold on. Uh-oh. I don't know what. what. Probably you... something that he thinks <laughs> will go away if he barks at it. Yes. Can you hear her at all? Yes, and since it's a girl, apparently my my dog dar isn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> no. So she's probably following her own shadow around the room. I'm gonna let you know right now. Your dog's gay, though. That's what threw me off. She's totally so, a duck. Yeah, for sure. Duck dog. Okay, so <laughs> uh, Black Billy the Tarantula. So um, IMDb gave this bad boy of a whopper a 6.5 which is shocking because i think that's higher than what they gave strip nude it is and in this case where <clears throat> we sort of ragged on imdb for being too low i'm gonna say it's a little too high Ooh, don't say why yet but yeah <laughs> come at me imdb Come at me, users. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. And I... I don't know. Let, let's talk about it a little bit. Because no. cause I'm on I'm on the fence right now about this movie. Okay. So, um, let, let's dive um, Black Glove first into the plot. Let's do it. <laughs> Got... Another classy opening scene of this film. Good. Uh, behind some opaque glass, a woman who we learn later, his name is Maria, is being lovingly massaged. Uh, and she is totally in the nude, just as you would be if you're getting massaged. And uh, later on, it's revealed that she's being blackmailed, uh, possibly by her ex-husband, who claims that she's a nymphomaniac. Uh, there's a little bit of stalking around in her house. The lights cut out, and a person in clear leather gloves, so not black gloves, so a strike against it as far as a jello score. But I thought some pretty cool gloves. <clears throat> the gloves are they're kind of like a weird gold tan. Okay, they're, they're I didn't kinda, know if they were clear or. Yeah, and maybe they're the dude just had like a wacky tan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. like real quick before we get too far ahead. There are some great moments in this little chunk right here. Yeah. First off, the girl's getting massaged. She's naked, but she's getting massaged by a blind dude. So she doesn't right. care. But then you find out she doesn't care even more when she's trying to give the dude a footy. Okay? <laughs> Which was pretty hot. I was like, oh, damn. <clears throat> so I was like, that's kind of neat. Um, but then, like, she gets a phone call. Someone's calling her or whatever. And I don't know if these phones were only popular for the month that this movie was filmed. But those phones are in, like, every scene of this movie. And they're so fucking cool. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're, like, a rotary dial phone that's just, like, a, a receiver that you pick up. That, like, you lay down on the table so it's hung up. But then you just, like, lift the... It's like a... It's like a freaking cell phone with a rotary dial on it. 
<laughs> it's so cool. It's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, uh, if that had Angry Birds on it, like, it would be over. You know what I'm saying? Now I know what to get you for your birthday. Oh, my gosh, dude. That phone was the shit. Um, and then, yeah, her her husband's calling her a nymphomaniac. But then, like, she's on the phone and she's, like, yelling at him. And then it's, like, smash cut to her getting her fucking face beat. And he's, like, you're not a nymphomaniac. You're a whore. Yeah. Nymphomaniac's just... way too nice. <laughs> nymphomaniac means you have a problem. But this That's is a right. choice. You're a whore. Um, yeah, so just those, and the, the room that she's in, her place is so stylish and so cool. And, um, one other thing, actually, I'll come back to that point because it goes into a couple other things. So I'm sorry, go ahead. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, my, I really sped through the, the opening of this film, um, I do have it to confess that I wasn't really paying attention for the, about the first 10 minutes. Oh, uh, you have oh. no testosterone in your body. <laughs> it's not that. It's just, I don't know what was going on. I had things blowing up around me. Yeah, yeah there, there's, I uh, there's a, uh, I think at minute 27, every time I watch this movie, I kind of start playing with my phone uh-huh. and fucking around online. Yeah, but you're Stuff. right. As soon as as soon as the slapping starts happening, that's when I my head turned towards the TV. Because um, I, I guess I still thought that was all part of that flowery opening with the music and the Ooh. painted glass and everything. But yeah, so so he's, he's slapping her up because he's got a picture yep. of her with who? We don't know yet, or do we? No, we don't oh, know yet. <laughs> you do. But it, it. but it shows her titties. It does. And it's it shows movie. something in the background that we can't quite make out. And you know what she does? She's like, you know what, motherfucker? Rip. I'm going to rip this picture in half. And he's like, you bitch. Yeah. Raw. <clears throat> and then she has an annoying fucking dog. So. No, that, that was just mine. No. <laughs> oh, she did too, yeah. No, yeah. And um, so. <clears throat> the dog's barking, so she wakes up, and she goes to take the dog out or whatever. And the music that's playing during the scene is enough to give you a panic attack. <laughs> it's just so like, ugh. And like, you're normally like, oh man, the music in these movies is so good. But this was like, it's supposed to build suspense, but this like almost overdid it for me. Really? Between the dog barking and that music, I was just like, fucking fast yeah. forward this. Like, get out of this like i was just really annoyed like super fucking annoyed at that moment the dog barking didn't need to be in there but i do definitely give the music a plus in this film um ennio morricone of course being the composer of this particular piece of cinema totally and as you can hear in the background there is all sorts of (sighs) (sighs) and that's not me they actually paid some chick to go into a recording studio and breathe heavy on tune to freaking like fill out the score and i don't understand why <laughs> yeah i thought you were just enjoying my voice uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. okay so let's get to the the killing cuz this is actually really fun yeah the the stock and slash element 
gets gets into play here. She's being followed around in her house, and uh, as I mentioned, those lights cut out, and the person in those glo- uh, those strange tan gloves, carrying around a pair of needles. Uh, is following her and uh, wrestles her down, seemingly paralyzing her by sticking a needle in her neck. And then uh, he proceeds to slash her stomach right the hell open. Yeah. Uh, The premise of the film, as I was going into it, I knew that this was going to be part of it, slashing the the guts and the innards open. But uh, as jollies do, it was very tasteful. And just you get that uh, white blood, red blood, uh, pouring out of her stomach but that's about all you get I, i'm pretty sure he uh was uh pulling the knife backwards yeah <laughs> did you notice that yeah there was some weird technique going on there yeah there was some definite weird technique going on there and honestly that needle is so long i think if you were to put that through someone's neck it would come out the other side <laughs> i know <clears throat> i'm trying to figure out what what in the neck is he trying to get well, at Here's the thing, like, and maybe this is me being a complete fucking idiot, but um, in all of the, um, what do you call it, like the taglines and the stuff I read about the movie, he has, like, a poison on the needle. Okay, yeah. And puts it through the neck. But in the movie, I don't, I didn't notice that, that being a thing. Yeah, they don't make it apparent at all. I just thought it was like cutting off, like just paralyzing someone, stabbing them through the neck. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought there was something inside the needle, like it was some kind of a hypodermic needle or something. Yeah. Um, I suppose we can act, ask the doctor from Strip Nude for your killer what's going on with that, but. Probably an abortion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he would just kill her anyway. He, he's doing it all wrong. But, um,. <clears throat> so the whole idea is, is that this guy's like putting a needle in you, making you paralyzed, but you're completely aware and completely awake. Yep. You can feel everything as he guts you. That is fucking hardcore. I know. That's you haven't really had a killer like that before, before on this show. So that's definitely something that I think a lot of people have that um, sort of a fear about, whether it's it's a fear that you can... Um, I'm like feeling that needle like scratching yeah. on my freaking vertebrae, dude. <laughs> it's That's nasty. Just, it's kind yeah. of grossing me out. <clears throat> yeah, so it's it's a little freaky, something that we haven't experienced before. Usually they just kind of gut them up and that's about it, but they're sitting there feeling it happen, watching it happen, and can't do a damn thing about it. So after this murder takes place, we get the inspector, the, uh, the inspector that's always showing up in these Gialli films. The uh, the young guy who's a bit unsure of himself. He's not sure if he's in the right field, at least this guy. And uh, he's introduced here questioning Paolo, the ex-husband, who we learn is an insurance broker. Uh, but he won't come right out and say that they separated uh, because of her promiscuity. And uh, the inspector, Tallini, is sort of digging into some uh, testy territory, perhaps, by... Uh, asking if this is some sort of insurance money grab. Um, but he continues to deny it and tells him that the last time he saw her was a week ago when we all saw him just a few hours ago. He's totally lying. I don't know what his deal is. Smack that bitch up. <laughs> <clears throat> so when you first saw the inspector, what was the first word that came in your mind? Um, 
Help me out here. Rapist. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I'm like, ew, what a rapist. And then, like, as the movie goes, like, I'm like, oh, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Maybe he's not so much a rapist. He just has a power stash that isn't working right. <laughs> so. He's, he's trying. He's like the 15-year-old trying to grow that mustache. Oh, yeah. He was great. I love Tolini. Okay, now here's the other thing that was just amazingly boring. There's there's parts of this movie that are amazingly mundane. And <laughs> one of these things are this scene opens up with the cops in the apartment and there's someone doing a recording. You never see who it is, I don't think. And he's like, on the left wall, there's a bookcase, four oh, shelves, yeah. wait, seven shelves. There's something on it. A- across the room is a chair, wait. Ch- chairs it, it was just like i'm like oh my god dude <laughs> get that guy a cup of coffee stat oh it's, it's adding a, a tinge of realism <sighs> to watching oh my experience. gosh if there was any more realism in this movie i don't know what i would do because i'm going back and forth between super anxious and like paranoid over the top to like really getting annoyed when things yeah. are like all maybe i'm just in a weird manic spot you sound let's like blame it. me. We'll blame yeah. me right now, folks. Sorry. Let's, let's talk about you later. <sighs> if you guys are trying to like lull yourself to sleep by listening to this show and I'm fucking it up because I'm all over the place, <laughs> I apologize right now. So anyway, <clears throat> so uh, as soon as dude leaves and the dog's barking at him, so obviously that's going to lead to something, right? Probably not. Okay, well, that's too bad. Um, some chick with a cool little bowl cut comes in. Yeah, what's... Who is this? <laughs> and it was just what like... Doing here? <laughs> exactly. She's like, Hi, is anyone going to take my picture? Because I don't look very good, but whatever you guys need me to do, I'll do. You know, because I just want to help the investigation. Oh my gosh. And yeah, she's like blaming herself for the fact that her friend is dead. She's like, I don't know. I'll do anything, anything to help you. <laughs> She sounds manic depressive herself. She just sounds like she needs some inspector booty. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's gone. She is. You think you're <laughs> going to see her again? Is she a red herring? No, she's not. She's not a red herring. I don't know who she is. You know what? She could have been a red herring. Like, if this was a Friday the 13th movie, she definitely could have been the red herring. She could have been. You she's know what not. I'm saying? She's not. Spoiler alert. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> you gotta give us more warning, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so then after this, where do we go? After this, the inspector goes home to lean yeah, to his right. wife. And speaking <sighs> of Monday, <laughs> Dude, if any of you are or what? married out there or are in a relationship, you've probably had discussions like this before. We're just like, hurry the fuck up about this furniture situation. You, you like walk through the door, you're, you walk in, you're there for two seconds, and then the chick's like, hey, guess what? I sold all the furniture today. Here's the check. I didn't give him that. Huh? You probably think I'm stupid, huh? Oh my gosh. And he's like, bitch, I just got home. Like, give me a half a second to just relax. Yeah. Oh my just got God. home from this murder scene with this woman who's disemboweled. You want to talk about this furniture we sold on eBay or whatever eBay what they had for eBay in the seventies? And then she's like, "Yeah, you know, it's great." And then all of a sudden, knock, knock, knock. Hey, we're here for the furniture. And he's like, "What the fuck am I going to sleep?"
sleep on? And she's like, yeah. my, my, my husband is a cop. And they're like, okay, we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, these... I don't know what they're going for here. Uh, I wrote down, these are some sketchy dudes. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, they're going to make a reappearance. Uh, but just like that other chick, they don't. Yeah, so, dude. So we're losing out on all these <clears throat> possible suspects, but... But the way these movies work, at any time, any of them can show up holding a gun uh, or a knife, and you would go, oh! <laughs> or, if you're like me, like, what? <laughs> Who is that? Rewind. Oh, okay. Oh, sketchy dude number two. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, so this whole time, he's like, yeah, I just, I don't know if I could do this anymore. I don't know if I'm cut out for it. But yet he seems to be the only cop who could do anything. Yeah. You know like, what I'm saying? Just like all these movies, the cops are just no no help. They're no good. you got to depend on these private eyes. Um, but speaking of which, Tallini's not the only private investigator on this case. The ex-husband, Paolo, is still involved in his own investigation. Uh, but he's really in it for his own... Uh, his own needs, I guess. He wants to find out who that other guy in the picture was. Oh, yeah. His half-nude ex-wife. <laughs> and uh, who does he go to, creep? He goes to the fucking catapult, man. La catapulta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. If this whole movie only existed so I could see that dude run across the street, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Just some circus music? Dude, it's like, what's your name? I'm the catapult. Why? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for answering that question for me. Worst nickname ever for somebody, dude. It's like calling me, like, hot black girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, usually they do a pretty good job of explaining all these subtexts in these Italian films. Uh, like the titles or, or other nicknames that we get, but we never find out why exactly he's the catapult. I don't know if he's catapulting watermelons into his neighbor's yard. He he catapults himself down into the bar because he doesn't have a phone. That's true. Oh, but yeah. We, the uh, catapult. That we get guy, the catapult that on the case. Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel comfortable oh, with him. Money in the bank, dude. That's the guy. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, the husband's like, yeah, dude, like, find this guy. I want him, blah, 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 blah. And honestly, when I saw that scene for the first time, I didn't really think much of it because I assumed that that guy was, like, the worst private detective in the world. So I'm like, oh, we'll never see those two again. (laughs) (laughs) Little did we know. Little did we know that the catapult was on the case and he He could crack it. He was sniffing it out from the very beginning. That big Italian nose of his. There it I is. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't I mean, that be like that. That was the fucking worst thing you've ever done, sir. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I shouldn't be so xenophobic on it. Oh my gosh. Especially on Italians. our Italian show. Yeah, they okay. gave us these great movies and I'm insulting their totally. faces. What does it matter with me? <laughs> faces. <laughs> okay, so then what happens? What, well, what's next? I will. I'll make up for it by saying that we get a very pretty young redhead uh, suddenly feeling a bit uncomfortable in her own house. Um, 
like I said, like I was telling you before the show started, I'm not. I had a hard time following a lot of stuff in this plot. I don't really know who this is. Um, she is she the the mas- some kind of she work at the massage parlor. Are you talking? Is this the chick that dies in the mannequin shop? Yeah. I don't know who the fuck she is. <laughs> she yeah, she's in this mannequin shop. She's gathering some things when the killer jolts out of nowhere. Get a this nice is a jump great scene. Yeah. Yeah, and it calls back to some of the films we've looked at in these sort of model showcases with all the mannequins around. You don't know which one's real or which one's a real person, the killer, Mm -hmm. or which one's fake. And uh, he pops out and gets her with the needle again and uh, guts her in a little gorier scene than the first one. However, he's not able to complete the job. The uh, police intrude in the middle of the attack causing him to leave behind one of his needles as a uh, piece of evidence. So a little blunder here from our resident killer. So then Tallini gets the case from the other cop that got it or whatnot. And if I'm skipping ahead, stop me. But he's like, I'm going to go to an acupuncture place and see if I could get the scoop on all this shit. Is that what happens next? Yeah, there's it kind of all it's all happening at one time. There's also this this scene going on at the same time that they find that this girl who I think is named Myrta, I think they say the name Myrta, uh, she's involved in dealing drugs. So I didn't really see her before, mm-hmm. but apparently she's being introduced as part of this drug ring. And Tolini's having a hard time at first connecting the two, just like we are, these two murders, <laughs> outside of the, uh, <laughs> the methods that were used to kill them. But um, yeah, like you said, he decides to go on a search of the, uh, the acupuncturist or the doctor doing this. And, and then he's uh, also looking for the husband, right? Yeah, and this this pisses Paulo off to no end. He says, you are going to stop following me around, and you're going to respect <clears throat> that I'm asking this of you because I actually did it to your face, even though I'm holding a gun to your head. I did it to your face. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> it when guys say that to me. Hey, respect <laughs> me because I did it to your face, buddy. <laughs> I didn't hide behind a computer screen. It's an internet. Uh, Or I wasn't in the back seat with a gun up against your head. Now, after this scene, the movie starts to pick up again. There's this this part, the part we just talked about. It is so muddy and so, I don't want to say convoluted, but that might be the best word to describe it. So much happens for not a whole amazingly thought out well reason. I don't know. And during this whole thing, the chick from Bay of blood is like cruising around the streets and making phone calls and shit, (laughs) you know, and she's looking horrific. She is not good looking in this movie at all. And she's actually kind of terrifying. Like when I first saw her, I was like, Ooh, like how come no one's just stopping her on the street saying, why are you scary looking? (laughs) <laughs> you know do you do that often to people <clears throat> down there it, it has it has been known to happen yeah you know but yeah which is weird because this was made around the same time as bay of blood 1971 yep. and she uh, looks totally different yeah she woke up on the wrong side of the whorehouse yup i agree with that statement yeah. So, um, the movie gets, there's this stupid part where they go to some beach house or some crap out in the middle of nowhere, and there's some painting with some dude in a Japanese robe. I I, I, I just don't know. 
what the fuck yeah. was going on here. But this is then... another phone looking at moment. <laughs> looking at your smartphone. Dude, tell me about it. This was like, uh, maybe I should decide to cook that big meal that I've yeah. never made before that I'm going to try to figure out the ingredients to. Um, <clears throat> but then the catapult brings us all back. The catapult does its job, dude. He catapults us back? He catapults us right back into this movie because he takes Apollo to the guy's house who he thinks is in the picture. And right as he's doing this, I'm sure I skipped a couple things like uh, home dude, uh, Tallini and his wife bickered about something and then he gave in, probably. Um, yeah. they well, there had... was more to the... They the had drug story. Uh, if you want to tell the drug story, go ahead. That was just like snoozeville for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, the setup for it was kind of cool because it was one of those familiar scenes we get in these kind of movies that explains the whole damn title of it. The black belly of the tarantula. There's this kind of national oh, yeah, 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 type yeah. explanation scene yeah. of this, this uh, what they call a tarantula hawk, which is basically just a wasp that's uh, paralyzing a tarantula with its stinger before disemboweling its guts even though it, it didn't really look like a tarantula to me but with like just like a common house spider but um this doctor this acupuncturist is explaining it to him and he's like hey check out this other spider i got and Tolina immediately notices that instead of sand inside of this box uh, he believes it to be cocaine so dun, he dun, implicates dun. the uh, the doctor as being part of this drug ring which also as a result implicates him as being attached to this murder of this girl who was involved in the drug ring. So who is involved with the day spa that this whole thing started at. That's right. Cause they're involved <clears throat> in some kind of blackmail drug racket. Who knows what, but yeah, just a bunch of bad stuff. <laughs> these people are involved in. Yeah. What's wrong with these people? Why so, can't they just basically the, the, the thing is don't trust the people whose job it is to calm you down. <laughs> because they're just gonna make your life shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, and there's that domestic scene like you were talking about. Uh, I think all that serves to do is just to build more of Tolini's character, showing that he's he's un, uh, unsure of this position he's been pulled into. He he doesn't like the fact that he's being all swirled up in this. And then there's some voyeurism action going on. Yeah, because then he gets ready up. to get in a position that he could pull her into. Ooh, Ooh nice you like what one. I did there? That was good. <laughs> a lot better than what I could have done. So he starts uh, taking his chick to Pound Town, and someone's across the street videotaping it. That's right. And I think this is where you were going with this. Um, Paulo and La Catapulta. Oh, the catapult. Are, uh, they figure out that this that this other possible man in this picture that he that is ex-wife tore up at the beginning of the film is a photographer named Mario and uh, they catch him in the act of sealing up some of these photos that he was taking possibly of Tolini that the red-headed chick whose name is Laura from Bay of Blood told him not to mail and that she would explain yeah. and he's like whatever bitch I'm gonna mail him yeah that's right he's either disrespecting her or he's just being a dumb guy who's never had to deal with a woman who knows what she wants. Dumb guy. That's what, that's yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah, me too. And uh, <laughs> as we see, it gets him in a whole boatload of trouble as uh, Paulo is giving him chase. Of course, the catapult isn't giving him chase because he's probably had 
a couple sausages. The catapult got a couple bucks, dude. So he's like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) That's right. Um, As this chase is going on, Catapult sees Tolini arrive with his men. And so he lets him know what direction the the chase was going on. So Tolini gets involved as well. Dude, was that staircase the most spiral staircase of all spiral staircases? Well, I did just visit the Statue of Liberty. And I wouldn't recommend <sighs> chasing anyone up up that staircase. But other than that, yes. This okay, was... Buckaroo Bonsai, we're not going to follow you up that staircase. <laughs> Thank you. There's nowhere to go. Dude, the staircase in this is great, dude. That was like, it goes up forever. And it's like super tight spiral. Like, I'm surprised they didn't like stop for motion sickness and go, oh, dude, I feel sick. It's almost, it's almost like an Austin Powers dick. <sighs> chase in a way it was great and they were like on top of the roof of this building total action packed yeah okay really really good yeah this is like a steven seagal movie Uh, except where people could like move faster than a half a second yeah i was i was comparing steven seagal to the catapult okay and the other two are just bit players (laughs) the other two are jean-claude van damme and jet lee and they're running really fast um (laughs) Well, then Tolini gets up there with him, and they're jumping on the roofs and all this shit. And this is, like, one of my favorite parts of the movie. And uh, Paulo has the dude by the neck or something, and they're, like, kind of on this ledge that's this, like, um, like an opening into the middle of this building. And I don't know exactly how it happened, but Paulo fell, falls, okay? And when he falls, he's, like, falling. And it's obviously a dummy, but <clears throat> he's falling and his head like hits a window and breaks a window on like halfway down. Yeah. Oh, so cool, dude. It was like I'm like, "Oh, that is good. That's the yeah. stuff right there." It's like you know it's a dummy, but it's the best damn <sighs> dummy I think I've ever seen in one of those types of scenes like um after watching Don't Torture a Duckling um without giving away the ending, there's a there's a fall scene there that's just totally dummy. But um, this one... Not everything could be as good as Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah, not everyone's got a Steven Spielberg budget. Oh, but yeah, that was really cool. So then Tolini's like, okay, now I guess I'll chase you, dude. So yeah. then they, I don't you know, know why, they but... They chase down the spiral staircase. <laughs> so we got spiral staircase three times in this movie, folks. Three times from one staircase. Awesome. It's and, a little easier uh, going down, though, right? Uh, that's what she said. Don't twist. No. Yep. Couldn't catch you fast enough. You couldn't. And she said that, too. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> anyway, long story short, this guy who could, like, scale buildings and fly, basically, gets hit by a car that's made out of a sardine can and is dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that car and the police car, just a riot. I love those damn things. Oh, they're so cool. Yeah, but... Yeah, no more Mario. He's been crushed to death by like a hundred pound car. And so, so Tolini, Tolini, Tolini pulls... finds an envelope on him, however. And Tolini's like, oh yeah, dude, I have some amazing ideas on what I could do with this envelope now. Yeah. yeah it's just addressed to a Franca Valentino. And uh, we don't know who this is either, but we assume this is going to lead him down further the rabbit trail and uh his plan is stupid so he decides he's gonna mail the letter 
and I guess arrange a meeting with the blackmailed chick or whatever. So he goes to American Bar and um, he's having drinks there and the girl comes in and she just sits down next to him and throws a stack of money in an envelope at him basically and then gets up and takes off. And he's like, oh, uh, wait a second. (laughs) So then he gets up and then the bartender's like, wait, motherfucker, you have to pay. And he's like, ah, shit. And so he's trying to pay him. So long story short, a chasing that wasn't a chasing kind of happens. And then she goes home and while she's going home, oh my God, what's going on inside her apartment? Well, yeah, as you were, as you were talking about that, there's this, the killer went to Mario's dark room, it looked like, and was collecting a lot of the prints. However, he uh, left behind some kind of a cartridge. Ah, so yes. Tolina was having that developed uh, when he was talking to Valentina. Uh, but, yeah, she goes home after chasing him off. He realizes that she's part of this blackmail racket, and uh, she sadly becomes the killer's next victim. I think he throttles her, however. He's not as delicate with her. But this is one of those amazingly stupid fucking scenes where, yeah. like, he's like, here's your money, chick. I'm not the blackmailer. I'm a cop. I'm here to talk to you. Everyone who you know is dead or blah, 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 whatever. I think you're in danger. And she's like, okay, fine. I'll talk to you. Here, come in. Okay, don't come in any further. Just come in right here. Okay. Um, I'll talk to you, but I can't possibly do it today. It's yeah. just too stressful. And he's like, oh. All right. He just she's like, come, walks out. She's like, come back tomorrow unless you have something important to tell me. It's like, well, yeah, he's got something important to tell you. You're probably the next on the kill list. But... And if he really knew that, he should have just kept that money. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm going to say is a crooked cop. You know, <laughs> like, she, I mean, dude, he was like 30 seconds away from being a wealthy dude. We know Inspector Tolini would never do that. He would be able to buy any kind of furniture he wanted. <laughs> you mean his wife would? She'd spend his money. Uh, Sorry, I'm not bitter. Yeah. So anyway, so bitch goes down as soon as he leaves, which it, it, that scene was really fucking cool. I like that scene a lot. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then, <sighs> oh, shit. So then he finds out that that girl got killed and he gets all depressed. And is this where him and his wife do this weird, like, Tears for Fears video thing where they're walking <laughs> through a park? Yeah, it's it's really the last straw for poor Tolini. Uh, he's sitting in a room as the police force is laughing at this voyeuristic video footage. Oh, God, that, that was so uh, funny. Mario had taken. So he's like, screw this. I'm out of here for good. He's sick of dealing with all these dead people turning up on his watch. And now uh, but, everyone's watching him and his little dink bang his wife, and he's all yeah. upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Once again, I can further sympathize with our hero in the film. Um, but just because he's given up on the case doesn't mean that the killer's given up on him. So, dun, dun, as dun. mentioned, that was really good. Yeah, thank you. You should do trailers. That was really good. Well thought. Working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get paid money for doing trailers, or is that just sort of a hobby? Eh, it depends, I think. I want to get paid for everything I do, including the show. I'm still waiting for that check. Hear that, J&B? We're waiting on that check. <laughs> That's right. Yellow uh, leather jackets don't pay for themselves. Damn, no, they don't. They're expensive as hell, too. 
Well, you gotta but... find a yellow cow. That's fucking hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna tan no leather. I don't even okay. know what that is. So, yeah, so... yeah, you're mentioning uh, they're, they're being tracked, and he's... This is when he's in his car, right? In a truck filled with these loose pipes, metal pipes, back so into him. So cool. Dude, if I were him, I would not get in my car anymore. No, never like, again. Like, every, like, eight and a half minutes, he gets in his car and something horrible happens to him. Yeah. <clears throat> this was a cool scene. I really liked it. That, that was fucking cool shit. Have you ever been in a car trapped behind another truck or something with, like, loose logs or pipes? Well, or I used to live in outside. Oregon. And so there were tons of, like, trucks with giant trees on the back of them. And because of Final Destination 2, I'm afraid to drive behind anything. Yeah. So um, me driving a car on the freeway is kind of like playing Frogger, I think, is the best <laughs> way to put it. But, um, yeah, that's horrifying. Like, yeah. that scares me. Yeah, I've driven behind people with lawnmowers bungee to the top of their car. <sighs> Just... So any kind of whenever I see a scene like this in a film, I'm just like, oh god, I get kind of tense. Like you were saying, I get kind of a panic attack. And sure enough, he just barely dodges these pipes, smashing through his windshield as the truck backs into him. So barely. Unfortunately, he's not quick enough to find out who this person is after him. He runs to the front of the truck, but there's no one to be found. You know, I bet if the catapult was there, things would have gone a lot different. <laughs> you think so? He wouldn't allow this shit to be happening right now. He would have caught up to that motherfucker in a heartbeat. <clears throat> That's right. Okay, so now motherfucker's been like almost killed like a thousand times, and he's kind of had it. Yeah. Yeah, we get another pretty young girl, Jenny, from the massage parlor. Oh. She's just an employee there. Lots of pretty girls in this film, other than the one you mentioned. But um, unfortunately, some they're... people think she's really good looking too. So to each his yeah. own. I mean, she was a Bond girl, but not in this film. But she was in Thunderball. <laughs> right. We'll fart on that one all we want. Come at us, Ian Fleming. I dare ya. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she. Unfortunately, the pretty girls in this film, all they're good for is really these murder set pieces. Um, she's in the massage parlor. She's being stalked around. She begins fearing for her life just as you would after all your friends and uh, co-workers have been getting killed and people that you're uh, acquaintances with. And uh, she threatens to go to the police. Uh, she tells her manager, Laura, she's she can't handle this anymore. She's going to tell the police all about what's been going on in this parlor. But Laura, who, uh, we, like you said, we've seen convorting with these blackmailers, tries to sway her against this. So this kind of casts a little bit of a shadow on her. Yeah. And, uh, the girl does go home. She doesn't make that call. She's going to give it the night off or For whatever. For some stupid fucking reason. Yeah, just like everyone else in this yeah. film. They listen, and uh, she goes home. But she, someone is waiting there for her. She appears to recognize this person. <clears throat> no, so. she goes to their house. She calls them and oh, says, right. I don't want to go home because crazy bitch is after me. Can I come stay at your house? And then she ends up in the house that we see every time the killer's getting his needles ready. Yep. Yeah, so it, it helps to watch this film when, with the volume turned up, I guess. <laughs> and in English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks because the first word doesn't come in until like six and a half minutes in. So you, you're, you might not know um, if you're watching the Italian version or the English version. Yeah. And, um, 
then all of a sudden they're like, Zos real Zabozbon. Then you have to watch the butt massage all over again, damn it. Oh, yeah, that's really painful. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I was kind of so, on the right track. She she goes to this person's house. She's familiar then with the person that we assume is now the killer. Yo. And uh, sure enough, she's paralyzed and sliced open as well. Yup. And then what's cool as shit, the next morning, the trash guy comes and he goes to pick up this bag and it's super fucking heavy and he's like, what the hell? And so he opens it up and homegirl's face is like all, ah! Yeah. Oh, so cool. So yeah. cool. But that's going to be stupid as shit if that's his house. And he's like, oh, I better take the trash out. Because <laughs> the whole time I'm like, going, wow, he's killing her in his house. That's pretty ballsy, dude. That's yeah. like evidence all over the place. Right. So he's right. like, oh, I'll just put it on the curb. Yeah. Hopefully uh, he put it in front of Catapult's house. Hopefully he put it in, yeah. Let's let's put his feet to the fire. Oh, dude, Catapult needs to get on this game, dude. He should solve this crime 20 minutes ago. Let shit slip. People are still dying. We have to watch some crappy Tears for Fears video. I know. Yeah, dude, Tallini. that scene was so stupid, dude. <laughs> oh, my Just God. Just when our poor Tallini thinks he's out of it, doing Tears for Fears videos. He's drawn back in to the murder investigation after this girl is killed. And uh, he decides himself to pay a visit to the the massage parlor. He believes that the killer is in the fold there and begins questioning the different employees, um, including my favorite one, the flamboyant waiter. Oh, my God, dude. Did you like that line? Um, when the chick's <laughs> getting, so sassy. When the chick's getting her mustache waxed. He's like, oh dear, don't you understand? My sections are in. <laughs> Tolini understands. And then that girl's like, can I have a cigarette? And it's in the pool. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go, here you go. Oops, Slash. I dropped him. Sorry. I was just like, oh my god, this guy is the biggest ass out of everyone, dude. Yeah. That would have been great if he would have been the killer. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say it. Like, that would have been... I would have been all, yeah! <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a camp... He's a good anti-bullying campaign. Oh, my God. Because he just becomes a bully himself. Yeah, dude. But um, another one of the employees is that uh, that blind masseuse, the male masseuse that we had at the beginning of the film. Yup. Who got the footy. And uh, Laura tells him that... She possibly knows who the killer is, but she's not going to tell him. So she's employing her blackmail tactics here on poor Tallini. And, uh... Well, Tallini, over... when Tallini's doing all the interviews and everything, he, the blind guy comes in, and he's like, take off your glasses. And yeah, so he that's takes them sense. off, and he has, like, white eyes, because he's blind. And he's like, oh, sh- uh, can't get out of here. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not like, that's all you're going to ask him? Like, oh, your eyes don't work. You probably know nothing. That's right. <laughs> they, yeah, they're, those are the strangest uh, blind eyes I've ever seen. It looks like uh, the Beyond. Yeah. You know? Like, sure. Uh, you kind of wondered if there's something supernatural about this guy. But, yeah, he looks uh, super milky. Okay. Yeah. So, we... Uh, we we got a couple of duds here as far as suspects. Tolini's not happy with these guys. So he's waiting for Laura's call later in the night. Uh, and sure enough, he gets it. However, uh, there's some, some sort of interruption, something to tell him that there's something not quite right about this. So he goes to her uh, flat or her 
living square, whatever they call it, and uh, finds her dead in the bathroom. <gasps> so he's, however, unaware that the killer is still there with him, though he <clears throat> finds a clue that makes him realize that his own wife may be in danger and that leads him to knowing who this killer is. Dun, dun, dun. Do we want to say what that clue is? Yeah. Because I, I didn't really know right away when I saw it, but then it all made sense once it once uh, it all came together. Paint but, that picture, dude. All right, so a eh, eh, little bit of a spoiler. We'll throw it out here, skip ahead. If you're what? even aware of what's going on at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You might just... You're probably just praying for us to spoil this already so you can just get the hell over with. But he uh, tries to call his wife at home, but he's too late. And uh, we find out what that clue is. It's actually a contact, the milky white contact of the blind man who is not truly blind but has been wearing those contacts. And he's in the home of Tolini. He's uh, already got her paralyzed with the needle. But as he's preparing to kill her, thanks for the sound effects, Yeah. Tolini arrives at home just in time. <laughs> Sorry, you said sound effects and I just started. It could have been a you duck quack. I don't blew know. All the, you blew all the suspense out of there. Yeah. Okay, so he comes home and then what happens? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. He finds his wife with the needle in her neck. So he engages in a struggle with the killer. Which is, seriously, a lot of people have an issue with this scene. Yeah. This scene, I thought, was kind of cool. Like, the the music, like, stops, and there's, like, this moment where neither one of them are moving, and they're staring at one another. And, like, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And, it like, the killer's like, ah. Like, I'm just waiting for him to say, like, yeah, like, it's not what it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I also enjoyed the struggle. I think I can understand what people had a problem with. It's sort of against Tolini's character. He uh, flies into this rage when he starts having these visions of these all these poor dead women that this guy has killed, and so he just beats the guy to death with his uh, I don't know headbutts and his hands. He's just bludgeoning this guy and just until... like smashing his head up against the wall, dude. Yeah, yep, and uh, another. I guess fault of him doing this is that we can't really get that uh, scene we all want as to what the hell is this guy up to? Why is he doing this? Oh, oh, I want this explanation. Oh, oh. But luckily, we get that tacked-on epilogue here <laughs> that uh, we love so much. Oh, man, if there was only like a psychiatrist or like a psychologist or someone with some sort of degree who yeah. could explain the sick and twisted depraved mind of the psychosexual killer. <laughs> and we put a black and white lens on it. <laughs> but the other thing about, so yeah, so we find out what's going on, but just to go back to that real quick, I, one of the things I liked about the, him beating the shit out of that guy, it's like, as he's beating him, he's like realizing like, <clears throat> if the girl's face down, her stomach hasn't been cut open yet, and he knows that that when they put the needle in their neck, they're not dead because they're awake for the whole thing. So yeah. it's like he's realizing at that point that, like, oh my god, she's alive still. She's not dead. Yeah, you know. And so <clears throat> he's like, I gotta hurry up and kill this guy so I can make sure she's okay. And all of that kind of played together. And 
it's not that I don't think it was in Tallini's character as much as I feel like he was being pushed to break the whole fucking movie. You That's know, That's very saying? true. And and especially even though his wife liked to talk about furniture a lot, it was a bit homely. Oh my god, dude. He could have just left he's, her he's like gotta, that. Yeah, he's he's gotta he's gotta defend his wife, his family. <laughs> Um, he loves her, and that's going to cause him to reach down deep. Although I out. have a feeling that the only reason why she liked him is because he was like a cop. Like, yeah. she liked that power he had. Like yeah. she. So there, there was a little bit of, I'm like going, oh, that chick's just after you because of that, dude. Yeah, but he was kind of a, <clears throat> he was kind of a whiny cop. Oh, fuck know. yeah, dude. I don't know if that's attractive, but... Well, he's got a power mustache. Imagine, imagine yeah. that character with no mustache. That, that's been true. A... That cancels out the whininess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the 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 good doctor comes in, and then what happens? Bam. Well, I might need some help with this because, like I said, I'm a little bit hazy on like the, okay. uh, the psychosexual. The if you just hear the doctor say what happened. And then just like completely turn off and walk away from it. It makes sense. But then if you think about what he's saying, you're like, what the fuck? So basically, this dude had like a verbally abusive wife or some shit like that. Something happened, blah, 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 blah. And she's dead. And he's going batshit crazy now. And his boss, Laura has the same demeanor and so it sent him into a spiral of murdering these women yeah and so he went through life the last eight years pretending to be blind every day just in case he wanted to snap eight years in the future (laughs) yeah yeah i was trying to follow that whole explanation that's where it got a little fucking stupid (laughs) Yeah, they're trying to explain away that the fact that he was able to suppress these psychotic tendencies by blinding himself. But it's like, well, then also don't get a job at a massage parlor touching women. Yeah, naked when women. You, when you don't like women because of what they've done to you. Exactly. And you don't like women that cheat on men because of what they've done to you. Yeah. And don't have a boss that's a woman who's a yeah. very strong woman. You know, That's there was a, there was a lot man. of these whole things, but then at the same time, it's like the the blind thing. Like I understand how it works as a plot device for a reveal, but when you try to make sense of it, it's not gonna happen. Right. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> so that whole thing was a little uh, wonky for me, but at the same time. Because it was a like a sexual kind of thing, <clears throat> when the girl wasn't fighting and he showed up, he was like gonna give up. You know, it was like yeah. not a big deal. Like it wasn't working for him, so he couldn't he couldn't like go through with it. You know, so that whole bit was kind of weird too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, of all the films, all these films that I've seen where they kind of deal with the theme of the eyes and blindness and attacking the eyes and things like that, I think this is probably the weakest as far as that eye theme goes with Jolly films. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe that's... Well, just... we haven't seen Eyeball yet. 
Let, let's hold our breath. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if that's a fault of this being the director's first jelly, first and only Jello film, but he, yeah, they, they totally flopped with the ending in my estimation, and I wasn't a fan of, of this cop-out ending. I think she should have died. Yeah. Like, the it wife. was, yeah, I mean, you don't see her again, and we're yeah. told she's going to make it in English dub, so maybe in the Italian version bitch is dead and that's why he just like runs off into the street yeah that was more strange but in (laughs) like i think but that whole thing was he doesn't want to be a cop anymore he wants to blend in he wants to be like a normal person so i get the the running away from it being painted yeah and it's like he goes into a crowd of people like he's blending in with civilization again instead of being the protector of it you know like i understand that but um, <clears throat> if his wife's okay, why is he taken off? Like, <laughs> so have to um, learn Italian and go back and find out. Yep. How the hell um, have we not learned Italian yet? I know. Whatever. I found out that ciao means hello and goodbye, and giallo is yellow. <laughs> and I found out spaghetti is a food. So how come the name of our show isn't? Jello Chow Spaghetti. Dude, seriously, the name of our show was almost something really stupid. So let's just be <laughs> thankful that we're the Chow Chow guys. <laughs> but um, but all in all, like there were a lot of parts of this movie <clears throat> that I liked a lot. But there was just some story shit that fucking lagged so bad. Like I liked how they did the drug thing. But I hated that it was in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it was really kind of, I don't know, penciled or sandwiched or shoehorned in there. But this Uh, might be the whole thing, because like Chris was saying, too, that um, this movie has a lot of elements of like the Policia movies that came after the classic Jalo period up till 75 or whatever, when uh when the Jally started dying the next big thing in Italian cinema were these like police adventures kind of thing. And those lasted a lot longer. I think they're still making those like, like as hardcore as they ever were. Um, so maybe there's elements of that in this, like a ton of different villains and a ton of different plots that intertwine kind of thing. It just, it seemed like too much, without enough time to develop anything, but at the same time, not enough good writing to make me give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the only character I really could get behind was Tallini. Um, this uh, ambivalent, well, I shouldn't say ambivalent, but this, this guy who didn't want to be a part of this investigation to begin with. And, yeah, like you said, as part of that review on Giallo Score, talking about how he's he's not this... It's uh, this detective that we usually get, the, the fun detectives. He's just this... Um, like the amateur sleuth. He's like a fucking... Yeah. He's part of the machine. Beat-ass kind of. machine. Like, and, he, and he doesn't want to be. That's what makes it even weirder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like that storyline part of it. I like the fact that he was kind of raging against the machine. Oh, Jesus. Listen but... to him go, dude. <laughs> Della Rocha. Is that Italian? Yeah. 
I think so. Oh, wow, you're bringing just, it full circle, dude. I just wanted to say Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, who doesn't? I haven't listened to them in a while, but... Well, you do what they told you. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. As far as... Yeah, and then another thing that draws people to these films is the murder sequences, the stylistic aspect of it, especially with what Argento pioneered. Um, but I feel like they kind of fell flat as well to me. I mean, the, the idea I, was really cool, but... I liked the gloves, and I know that's, yeah. like, really bad to say, but I thought it was, like, a neat... And it's weird because it, it didn't happen far enough down the road to where you could go, oh, wow, that's so different. Because I don't really think there had been a shit-ton number of black glove killers yet. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, it was made in 1970, so... Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I dug the killer and I love the look of all of this. I love the clothes. I love the cars. I, I'm just a fucking sucker for seventies Italy. Like, and some people do it right and some people don't. And this one did it pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there's that iconic scene with, I think it was one of the last murders where he and I think there's a lot of I think you put up an image of this actually on the Facebook group page where he's got her laid out but he's he's standing in just the perfect well maybe not perfect spot for some people but <laughs> they, they got that great placement of him as this poor nude where he's gonna fucking stab out. Barbara Bach in the fucking yeah yeah dude oh such yeah, that's, a cool shot I love I, that's that's part of the that's one of the stylistic things that they get right in this film as far as the way that Italians did their films. Um, well, but... here is one of my weird things that I wanted to bring up. This movie has so many elements of Clockwork Orange in it. And for the most part, they were probably shot around the same time. Like, I think Clockwork Orange actually premiered at festivals in 1970 and didn't come out until 71, but I still don't think there would have been really enough time to necessarily rip stuff off unless there were, like, pickups or reshoots. So, for instance, when, um, uh, what's her name, Barbara Boucher or whatever, <clears throat> the first chick, the blonde chick, when her husband's beating her up or whatever, she's in the same outfit that the chick is in the Singing in the Rain rape scene. And he comes up behind her and, like, grabs her from behind and, like, leans her back. And she does the exact same thing <clears throat> that that chick does. And then when they do the stalking bits in that scene with the music that was really fucking weird and just too loud with the dog barking, they did this, like, super wide-angle lens where it makes the edges of the room distort, like, look round. And the POV shots were with super wide-angle lenses like that. <clears throat> and it was just really unnerving and they did that a ton in clockwork orange like all the big wide scenes were shot like that and then like there's an enormous amount of um like Tallini, where he's just kind of staring off but it almost looks like he's staring into the camera and then it gets like closer and he's like looking into the camera by the time the shot ends you know yeah and there was just there was so much stuff like that and um so that was just really weird and i'm like oh dude this has to be totally inspired by that but then i'm like looking i'm like i don't know how that could have <laughs> happened 
but like yeah. <clears throat> so i don't know if there was like something going on at that moment in time where there was another film right before clockwork orange that was doing some of the same stuff yeah. um, i mean the chick in the same outfit like that's doing the same pose that's pushing it but um i don't know dude like that was just one of those neat little things yeah i think it's probably just like you said just some kind of a a blend of the styles that they were pioneering at the time at the turn of the 70s um who's to know really know if kubrick was i know he worked in the united kingdom and there's a lot of um italian filmmaking uh, that kind of went back and forth between Italy and the United Kingdom and France. So uh, maybe they got together. Maybe, I don't know. If so there was some kind of cross-pollination. What, what was the director's fake name on this? His fake name? Something Ascot. <laughs> I guess I didn't find that bit of trivia. Oh, shit. Did I write it down? He did yeah, it under just... a different name. It, it was something Ascot. Are you going to do some sleuthing to see if he did any work in the United Kingdom or something? No, 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 no. I just thought it was a funny name. Like, hey, oh. Ascot, we're fashionable. We're fucking cool. <laughs> you know, it was like, like that's, that's tits. But the pedigree in this movie, like, yeah. everybody in this movie, like, went on to do amazing shit, probably with the exception of the director, who came from doing amazing shit. And <clears throat> that's what we were kind of joking about in the beginning, but... Um, Paulo Cavara, is that how you say it? Did I yeah. fuck that up? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you fucked it up. Got it. Okay. Um, he, <laughs> he pioneered the fucking Mondo genre from the 60s, which was awesome. So, I mean, it's not like necessarily awesome. Most people probably don't like it, but it, there's this weird blend of... It's like these movies, they're supposed to be like real footage of just the most heinous things that you could imagine. But a lot of them came from Italy, so they would have these crazy fucking things happening with this beautiful music. And the just the smashing these two things together would make these really interesting things. So like Mondo, I always thought it was Mondo Kane, but I guess it's Mondo Kana. Yeah, Kanye or Kanye. Kanye, that's right. Mondo Kanye. Whatever. But um, when I was, uh, I'm like, Mondo Kane! Yeah! (laughs) You know, like, I'm listening to Metallica! You know, like, that's how you would do it. But, I mean, he did that, and he did fucking, um, uh, let me see, LaDonna, Menmundo, and... uh, Malamando and oh, Witch Doctor and Tales. I'm not. I'm butchering this shit, oh. dude. Like, there should be a fucking movie called Italian Holocaust where it's just me fucking up <laughs> names and words. Um, <clears throat> so he did like four of these like pseudo documentaries back to back, and then he started dabbling in narrative features. And I think this was the second one he did. Yeah, um, he didn't do too many. No, but it was. Uh, he came from a, I mean, this dude made a shit ton of money and he made people a shit ton of money making these Mondo movies. And then the Mondo thing spread like wildfire all over the world. And there were just all these different offshoots of the Mondo thing from, uh, John Waters doing the Mondo Trasho and, um, fucking, uh, Russ Meyer doing, 
Mondo Topless and um, everything you could possibly think of in the late 60s, there was a Mondo something. And um, it was just a really fucking cool, weird genre for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of see it evolve into another thing that the Italians had a lot of fun with those sort of realistic cannibal films like Mm -hmm. Cannibal Holocaust, Firox. And then, of course, us in America, we try to play off everything ourselves. So we get the faces of death, which were in my eyes, which I believe if I'm not mistaken, just a bunch of other movies that they found the nastiest shit from and cut them together and put it out here. Yeah. It's not, it's not even that it's, it's just, yeah, it's like every once in a while you get a foreign clip, um, of something going on, like maybe a train crash and you see a couple dead bodies or something. And then monkey brains, not in. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, and then they just splice in all these obviously fake set up staged murders. So it's just a huge, Uh. Disappointment and for a 14-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like you have to be 14 and you have to be a boy <laughs> to watch that movie. I don't know what it is. But um, but the, the rest of these guys, like the writer-producer, um, you could take that name. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mac Marcelo Danone. De, yes. He's best this... known for The Birdcage. There you go. So that's pretty fucking cool if you like that movie. Um, But let's talk about the cast because the cast in this movie tits. We've we've got a a Fellini, someone who had worked with Fellini in uh, Rosella Falk. And uh, she was the Valentino girl, the uh, the blackmailer. Oh, wait, the black... Wait, are you talking about... The one whose name was written on the, uh, the envelope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and again, like, just the shallow pedigree on these guys, too. Like, she was in um, Seven Bloodstained Orchids and the Fifth Chord. So she wasn't fucking around. I'm trying to class it up by talking about Fellini here. <laughs> what Fellini movie was she in? She was in Eight and a Half, actually. Okay. The, well, the big one. So one good, of the big ones. Good job. Good job, girl. Thank you. Did my job so I can leave now, right? <laughs> Okay, let's keep classing this shit up, dude. What else we got? <laughs> um, the girl who played Murda, Annabella, last name, is Looking just not going to happen. In Contrera. Yeah. And that all that makes me want to do is play Contra on Nintendo. <laughs> God. Up, up, down, down. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, but yeah, so she was in, like, Case of the Bloody Iris. Heard it was a pretty fun movie. Um, so Sweet, So Dead, Crimes of the Black Cat. She had a ton of shit going on. And then we have our Bond girls. Yes. So we have... Two Bond uh, girls in this film. Three. I'm sorry, three. Three? Yeah, three. So we have Claudine Auger, the girl from Bay of Blood that i just not a fan of. She was in, what, Thunderball? Yes. Yeah. And then Barbara Bach, um, who played Jenny, who was in The Spy Who Loved Me. But in one year... Check out the, these movies that she was in. She was in The Great Alligator, Jaguar Lives, The Humanoid, and Screamers. That chick had a fun fucking year, dude. <laughs> if she could go back to one year in her life. Oh my god, it probably would not be that one. Although that's like the fun one that I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then um, the girl in the beginning of the movie, Barbara Boucher, dude. She, French sex murders, Lady in Red kills seven times, Don't Torture a Duckling. And she was also in Gangs in New York. She was. She did make that uh, 
resurgence into her film career. Um, I know she kind of disappeared for a while there in the mid '90s, but yeah, came back and game. I think the mid '90s killed all of these people. Yeah, like they were just like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to deal with it." But then her um, thing is that she was in the original Casino Royale, but then our dude Gianna Carlo Giannanani. You want to try to say that? <laughs> I think that's exactly right. Oh, okay. Well, shit. I was kind of fucking through that. He was in the new Casino Royale. Damn, son. Right? So he plays Renee in the new James Bond movies. Yes. So he was in that, and he was in Quantum of Solace. And um, he was also the investigator in Hannibal. So you might recognize him from that. His mustache looks a little nicer now. Yeah. And his hair doesn't look so rapey. <laughs> right. So just like this, and again, like I'm pretty, with the exception of that Fellini thing, I'm pretty sure this was like, none of these people did any of this shit until after this movie came out. Yeah. You know? That's right, yeah. I mean, Don't don't Torture Duckling was the next year, um, and we get the, that very memorable shot of Barbara Boucher in that film. Um yeah, a lot of this was this was kind of the cutting edge moment, um, and that's one thing that I guess I w- wasn't giving this film enough credit for. Uh, it's it's got a lot of things that we have seen a lot in the other films we've covered, but this one was 1971, right? As it was at the beginning of its exploding period in the 70s. There. Yeah, dude. And honestly, the uh, the guy, what's what character Tallini? He was really good. Yeah. Like as like just for a hero guy like he was believable like he looked a little rapey like the first five seconds i saw him and then after that he was like really good yeah don't judge a book by its cover creep yeah dude he's he's probably my favorite hero that we've covered so far yeah and i just watched um bird with a crystal plumage again like a douchebag and um (laughs) i have to fucking agree with you like he is one of the better heroes yeah he's one of the good ones he's way better than the hero dude and strip nude for your killer that even was a hero (laughs) i'm gonna put it in your butt Um, (laughs) so yeah so yeah so this movie's like up and down for me because it's yeah kind of stupid but i like it yeah i will watch it again um i feel like we write we kind of walked away with it with more of a negative tone but it's really not that not a horrible movie at all by any means it's a good movie i mean it's i've just... watched it like five times in the last two weeks well so... that could do something to you well no but i'm just saying like it's obviously a good watch yeah you know like yeah. yes i get bored in the middle but there's a lot of movies i get bored in the middle of and that's just exactly me. i think I think if it, you don't get bored in the middle, then you're probably... It's a very rare film that you're watching. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's of... not as much bush in this as there was in Strip Nude. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say it. So um, if you're looking for bush, you're not going to get it. No. You'll get a couple boobies, but mm. for the most part, it's it's a classier film than Strip Nude for your killer by... How long, dare you, sir? A long mile. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I enjoyed it anymore. Um, it, they're good on their own rights, and Black Belly of the Tarantula is is a good watch. Um, 
like you said, even even the good films you can get kind of bored with. Some of the stuff can get kind of confused with what's going on. Like a Fellini um, movie. Yeah, yeah. Or even a, a Deep Red, per se. Oh, jeez, dude. Yeah. Little, I mean, that movie is. I, I love that movie, but at the same time, um, there's some spots in it that could use some cleaning up a little bit. I don't think cleaning up's the right word. I think uh, losing minutes of footage is a better <laughs> term for it. But yeah. I'm the um, nice one. As yeah. You guys <laughs> so anyway, um, back to this. We actually have had more people vote. Since Shut evening. up. Shut the front door. Yeah. <laughs> We've had more people vote. And so. That is because we're doing this live. Voting has now ended. And so next week or next episode will be the case of the bloody iris. Or, what are these strange drops of blood doing on Jennifer's body? <laughs> Whatever the other title is. And then we'll we'll hit Four Flies the following show. Is that cool? Oh, you're so nice. Can we do that? We, th- th- this was fun. I like the verses. Yeah. It's like freaking Jalomania over here. I know. I was, uh-huh. yeah, just the short time you had that poll up, we got a lot of... Got a lot of responses, so I. I that's well, ex- I mean, most people will put... tell you my poll is not going to stay up for too long. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to touch that with a forty foot pole, or even a thirty nine and a half. I won't touch that with your pole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I th- I think we could. I mean, four flies on gray velvet is one I think that needs to be tackled. But if we want to keep doing the pole <clears throat> thing, I'm up for that. Well, no, the, I mean the voting thing. Sorry. The, the vote, the, it worked. I mean, okay, so we're doing uh, Bloody Iris, and then we'll do Four Flies, and then okay. on the next time or whatever, we'll throw a couple. Because honestly, I want to really get in and get some like um, Fulci stuff in here. I want to get yeah. some um, Lindsay stuff in here. Like, there's there's oh, certain the people. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, there's people I want to like tackle on this like really bad but at the same time yes can we just do every edward fennick movie yes we definitely (laughs) could and that would be fine and i would be completely okay with that so um should we just do fennick mania oh my god i do that like every third tuesday (laughs) oh wait you do it every yeah Every time the clock strikes midnight. I do it every time my freaking... Okay, I'm going to stop. I do it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, so thanks everyone for voting. Thanks, Chris, for sending in that audio clip. And uh, if we can get this even more involved, I think that we've got a winner on our hands. we got a big old wiener. So if you guys... uh, want to give us some feedback because we were going to play feedback right now and then i went and i looked and there wasn't any you so, assholes um you guys were a bunch of fuckers. Got done buttering them up and then... yeah dude you you buttered them up and then fucking put them on burnt toast <laughs> listen to this guy blowing his fucking snow shit on his driveway but yeah so um oh yeah so um definitely uh get back to us and let us know that we're annoying or what movies you guys want to see, you know, because I could sit here and keep going. I want to do this. I want to do that. And Eric could keep going, let's do an Argento movie. And, um, you know, <laughs> that's exactly how it goes down every single week. <laughs> what? 
doesn't know. It totally does not do that. But I'm just saying, like, if you guys are like, oh, dude, do eyeball. I really yeah. would like to do eyeball. I would really, really like to do eyeball. But there's other ones on the list, too. And I figure, you know, the show's got legs to go in another couple months, I guess. We might be able to hit everything I really want to do. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, I'm in it for the long haul. As you yay. can tell, there's no formula to this show. So, dude, we work hard on this formula. Damn it! You well, know, I was, you... gonna... <laughs> I was just gonna say we we got just like that. We got no real list, so we're always open to suggestions. Um, oh. Yeah, we do have we do have big ones we want to tackle, but yeah, let's get let's get some ones that we we otherwise maybe not would put on the show. Yeah. Because, like, tackling big ones is how we do it, you know? So oh, yeah. let us know. And if you guys haven't heard it yet, if you go to 100 Years of Horror, you could hear the Slasher episode, which I was trying to listen to the last 12 hours and haven't been able to sit down to do yet. I'm very excited about it. Is it not, is it not working? No, I just haven't had a <laughs> chance to do it. Like, I keep going, okay, I'm going to do it, and then something happens, and I have to go fucking take care of something. Oh, so I'm, say, I'm I, very I can't believe that you're actually busy with anything. But, okay. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> Freaking kitty's got claws. Look out. Yeah, yeah. just blazed through the 70s, so tackled a few giallos, and now we're looking at the, the stuff that they spawned here in the 80s in America with slasher films, so if you want to check that out. Yeah. Um, I talked to a couple guys about slasher films in general, and then I'll also have a second part coming up with Jason Lloyd of Horophilia, and we'll be talking about the Dude, problem. I totally thought you were going to say Jennifer Jason Lee right then for some reason. Even though <sighs> she, you said Jason first. On me. You said Jason first, and I'm like, oh, he's going to say Jennifer Jason Lee. How did he get hurt? That's so cool. Well, she's from Minnesota, just like me. So. Oh my gosh! You know everyone who's from Minnesota. That's so cool. You kind of have to. Yeah. Did you do you know what Brock Lesnar's new home state is? North Dakota. Minnesota. <laughs> sure is. Damn it! He's coming home next month for Elimination Chamber. <laughs> and I don't give a shit. Oh, he totally does. He's gonna wear a big old Big Show shirt. <clears throat> Nobody anyway, knows what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, he's gonna wear a big show diaper. He's gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna grow beard out. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's that. And if any of you guys want to uh, be a beta reader for the girl with the crystal pubis, my shallow, shallow mystery thriller, um, let me know because I would love to send everyone copies so they could tell me like, oh, that's stupid. Don't do that anymore. Because <laughs> negative reinforcement always works better with me, folks. It really does. I, I've tried so hard to get them to stop, but it just makes it worse. Yeah. And that made me sound all rapey. So you got to knock that <laughs> shit off, dude. Okay. <laughs> all right. So um, I guess um, here is the trailer for um, our our wiener. Uh, the case of the bloody iris so um until next time ciao 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 yay that was really good was it i I don't know i think so (laughs) i think it was okay okay i'm gonna stop the recording now no commissioner you're mistaken i'm positive he couldn't have been the murderer I'm sorry, but the sight of blood makes me ill. 
Some maniacs seem to be perfectly normal men. It happens a lot. Who's to say Andrea Barto isn't a maniac? Are you saying, Commissioner, that I might be a suspect? That I could go crazy and murder a girl like that? These murders are committed for no reason at all. believe it if I thought you didn't do it. Oh. Oh. I'll tell you as I tore the petals of the iris. You're an object and you belong to me. On the day of our celestial marriage, you belong to me. Well, haven't you? And she belongs to me. No one's gonna have her except me. Jennifer belongs to me. Mm -hmm. 